Woo! We made it! Here we are. Football season is back, and we welcome you back into the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. We got here. Well, barely at this Virginia Talk Radio Network studio is pretty much all of my colleagues. Heck, my family back home can even attest to that. Uh, the stress of the buildup, now it pays off. The start of football season. And that's the fun part. We're back. It's not the full, full, full slate, which is two weeks from now when you've got high school, college, and pro. Heck, it's not even like next week where you have a full college slate plus high school football to go into your Labor Day weekend. But we've got enough where breathe easy, relax, and enjoy the fact that there's football back. And tonight kind of feels like that first game of the season weather with it being in the 90s today. Much like those Dallas Cowboys, I might add. Temperatures peaking in the 90s. It's looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. So we may get to more of that around 525 in our votes of confidence if Trey and I think that that trend will continue or since a change in the opposite direction for them. We'll make some projections for the NFL season, the college football season as a whole, because next week begins the look ahead to real meaningful college football games. Plus, the first round of the NASCAR playoffs is next week in our votes of confidence around 520 today. It'll be a little bit different. Trey and I will discuss uh, our overall season projections for college football and the NFL. But we're here, and that's that sense of relief and fun that you get at this time of year. And, you know, it for me, there's all this stress that builds up from sponsorship sales to coordinating everything that goes into a broadcast and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, it is an extremely stressful time because it's all deadline-based. But once that ball is kicked off, for us tonight, Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com after the East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show. For us at Sabre Stadium on 100.9 WIQO Radio.com and the Virginia's Talk Station app or wherever you're taking in your game, that's where you sit there and go, all right, all the anticipation and build up. This is what we were waiting for. And it's cool because it leads into college basketball season. And then spring sports have gained some notoriety. But, you know, you go through this hair desert of the summer, and that's where you get a chance to yearn for these type of evenings. So we're here. And we can briefly exhale that at least what we work for is now coming to fruition. And somebody experienced with that work because he's been busting his backside to get ready for the ABC 13 WSET game of the week. It is not Gretna at Jefferson Forest, but Lord Botetot at EC Glass. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, back with us once again in the fast lane. Dave, you waiting for that first kick for you at 730 this evening when Lord Botetot and EC Glass score off where you can go, all right, this is why we put all this work in up to this point. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because this this is what you just talked about. It's that build up throughout the summer where you're, you're getting all the pieces in place and you're going, God, just get me to a kickoff, get me to a kickoff. And I feel like I don't get to breathe throughout the entire month of August until we get to that first kickoff. And then once the machine is in motion, it's just you know you're going to have your bumps in the road, but man, it, it is a fun ride. It's just it's the anticipate. It's that long climb on a roller coaster where you're waiting to get to the top of that first hill. It's like, come on, let me just get that first drop, and we can go through the rest of this. You know, even if there's going to be some bumps and twists in there. Uh, you know, the climb is great, but I, I'm done with the climb, and I want to get to the accident. Tonight's where it's at. Yes, it is. That is in fact where it is. And Dave, we'll start looking around the district momentarily as far as games this evening, but it's projection. Time. And, you know, the way I look at it, correct me if I'm wrong, 
But I kind of, for the Seminole District, almost put it into two tiers. LCA and Heritage have earned the benefit of the doubt. Coaching staffs, a good chunk of their players return. And then there's everyone else, which any of them could contend for top spots. Uh, you know, And then probably Liberty at the back end, just since they're a 2A school and rebuilding. But there's a huge collection of teams that follow with EC Glass, Jefferson Forest, Rustburg, Brookville, Amherst, whether it's new coaches trying to prove themselves a little bit more, retooled rosters, and that's what makes this year extremely fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I go along with your uh, assessment for the most part. You know, it, you mentioned LCA and Heritage have earned the right to get a little bit of that benefit of the doubt. You know, if I'm being frank, if I go back to a year ago, I don't think I predicted Heritage having the kind of season they were going to have last year, you know, but a down year for Brad Bradley is still eight, nine wins in the regular season and a state playoff appearance lately. You know, he's just, they've been able to reload no matter who they have on their team. This will be, I think, one of his tougher challenges because his team is just so young this year. There's still some good core players, especially on the line that will, uh, both offensive and defensive lines that are really going to have to carry a big part of that load this year. But you're right. You know, you look at the tiers, you know, Jefferson Forrest, I think, is one of the deepest and strongest in the Seminole right up there with EC Glass this year. And although LCA isn't quite as deep, the talent that they have on that roster uh, might be the best in the district, you know, and so there's a good five or six teams who will, who can be there, you know, at the end in November fighting for a playoff spot amongst uh, all the different classes. And that's what makes this, I think, one of the most fun districts in all of uh, in all of Virginia to cover. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's so many teams that can win on any given night in the Seminole District, and you're always primed for an upset here or there, and that's what makes it extremely compelling. You kind of gave us your overview out of this district. Do you have a sleeper for the Seminole District, or is it really a, a toss-up between those other schools outside of uh, Heritage and LCA where a good chunk of them could all contend for pushing their way to the top? It's hard to call a sleeper because, again, I think Jefferson Forrest has, has some big expectations after what we've seen in camp with uh, all the returning talent, 25 starters are back. You know, most of the starters this year have been there uh, throughout JT Cruz's run uh, as Cavs head coach. Uh, LCA uh, has one of the best running backs in the nation uh, in Gideon Davidson, and they're going to be there even though, uh, Frank Rock always loves to say how you know they're not as deep, they're not as deep, but you know the talent that they've got is uh, quite frankly exceptional. If I had if I had to pick a sleeper in the semo, I think the X factor is Amherst County. You know, uh, Chris Moore is coming from VMI and running a very co- collegiate camp right now, getting his players uh, moving fast. They had the full loss season with him being hired uh, early which gives them a huge boost. And I I think that's the X factor. We don't know where Amherst County stands in all of this. I can tell you that in training camp, they looked far more disciplined than I think. And uh, it's no disrespect to Bob Christmas or anywhere else, but uh, the training camps look much more organized and disciplined and uh, really quite impressive, if I'm being honest with you. And so that's the X factor. They've got a tough opening challenge next week against GW. We can worry about that next week, but you know, I don't think there's really anyone you can count out. And Liberty, you know, for the challenges they went through last year and just trying to piece together a roster, they had so many injury challenges as well, losing your starting quarterback for the year in the opening game. Uh, now, while they don't have the numbers, they're going to have to slog their way through the Seminole District. But being a class down now in class two means if they can survive and get at least a win or two maybe here in the early going and get some points, they still stand a chance at earning a playoff berth. And then I think 
talent-wise, you know, they, they could make at least a little bit of noise in the region. So uh, there's no one I don't think that you could really count out of being uh, still in it when November rolls around. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, and he's at Dave Walls WSET to keep up with him on Twitter as he'll be covering their game of the week, Rustburg, excuse me, not Rustburg, uh, but Lord Botetot. Same colors, but a little bit different team. Lord Botetot at EC Glass to kick off the season. Uh, I was asked about this earlier today on the morning jam our sister show on from 6 to 9 a.m on the same station which will carry jf football presented by trostlaw.com talk radio 100.9 and wiqradio.com they asked about appomattox and correct me if i'm wrong but you don't want to have to have gone through this with head football coach doug smith but the fact that appomattox they have gone through this with doug smith sets them up very uniquely to be able to handle the challenges of an involved head coach but one who trusts his staff and Frankly, they seem to rally around him as opposed to sensing a power void. They really do seem to want to win for Doug Smith, and that makes Appomattox formidable not just tonight against Buckingham, but in the start of the year as they get their legs under them. Yeah, what a unique situation Appomattox is, you know, with uh, Coach Doug Smith and his health situation. Of course, we wish him nothing but the best. But when you had someone in that spring 2021 season like Stephen Castello, the defensive coordinator, step in, lead him to an undefeated season in the state championship. You would think a coach like that would, uh, you know, have the world knocking on his door to give him a head coaching position. And I'm sure he probably had his uh, options. But he stayed in Appomattox, stayed loyal. And these players, you know, it was almost like what they asked the players to. It was next man up, you know. They'll rally around Coach Smith and that emotional high will take you so far. But Coach Castello knows what it takes to get these guys playing Raider football. And so they don't skip a beat. Uh, you know, they lost to LCA in the uh, in the benefit game. But quite frankly, you don't show everything you got you have in a benefit game. And once they got uh, once they got all the pieces moving late in that one, it was quite a contest. So uh, Appomattox is uniquely qualified uh, more than any other team would be in this situation to not just rally, but to uh, keep their no- keep their head down and keep moving forward and, and doing what they need to do to make another run back in the States. Dave Walls with us here in the fast lane. Dave, now looking to the games themselves and an interesting development for your ABC 13 Football Friday WSET Game of the Week, and that is Lord Botetot and EC Glass was pushed back from a 7 o'clock to a 7.30 p.m. kickoff tonight because of the high temperatures in the area today. How much do you expect that to be an overarching theme in a lot of games this evening where cramping, hydration, and uh, frankly something you often see early in the year may be more exacerbated because of these temperatures? Oh, without a doubt, you're going to see uh, trainers pushing water bottles on kids all night long, and you're going to see cramping for injury timeouts. You know, that's a staple of these uh, late August, early September games as players just get used to that that grind of a full game. There's a difference between a practice and a game just as far as the speed and the tempo and the and the toll it takes on your body. You know, if for a practice, you're used to going at a certain speed and getting a water break. You don't get that luxury in a game situation. You've got to be ready to go and – you know, it, it'll certainly be the case tonight, especially with the temperatures the way they are. Um, I know a lot of, you know, some people aren't as crazy about, you know, some of these schools pushing their start times to 7.30 or in the case of LCA, Salem going as far as 8 o'clock. Uh, with the temperatures the way they are, I can tell you as a player, it's the right call because it drains it out of you so quickly. And if you don't want kids to get dehydrated or put, their, put themselves at risk, for further injury because, you know, they're worn out and they're exhausted and they're in a weakened state, uh, it's definitely the right call. So uh, uh, now 
it's up to the trainers and it's up to the players to take care of themselves and log it out as best they can. Dave, to the game itself, we'll start with yours or to the games themselves, and we'll start with your game, of course, which is Lord Botetot against EC Glass. What do we know about what we'll get from Jamar Lovelace in the EC Glass Hilltoppers compared to how it looked under their prior coach? And I think that's reasonable now because that's all people have to go off of, which is Jeff Woody before he stepped away at the end of this past season. You know, what we know about Jamar Lovelace is, you know, he knows how to take a team and build them into a winner, right? He did it with a William Fleming squad that was 0-10 when he took over, uh, had trouble just keeping kids in camp. And then by the time he left, you know, they made a state playoff appearance in Class 5, and they were a consistent threat in the Blue Ridge. Now he takes over a program that, you know, is at a peak it hasn't been at in a quarter century. So offensively what we know is, you know, he'll balance it out a little bit. You know, Jeff Woody had the luxury of George White last year where they could throw it up a little bit more. I think you'll see a little bit better mix of a run and pass this year. Uh, the quarterback, he's got uh, – I'm sure he's got a starter named, but he's got two good quarterbacks uh, who have different skill sets, and I think uh, we'll, we might get a look at both of them tonight. And uh, But the key, really, to their success in, in the last few years, the offense got a lot of the uh, attention, but the defense uh, held the opponents under 200 points. That goes all the way up to the state playoffs last year. You know, five, five of those regular season games were under 10 points. And, uh, you know, so if the offense doesn't necessarily start at the levels that we're used to seeing coming out of EC Glass, it's that defense that is very big, very deep, and they're going to be called on to uh, do a job against a Lorbata team that is well-known for their size, particularly in the lines and the linebacking position. So they'll have their hands full, and that's going to be, I think, where you're going to want to see the battle tonight. Liberty at William Byrd. Spotswood against Rustburg. Heritage at Albemarle. And Brookville against Patrick Henry. Those are four matchups that kind of fall in line with what we've discussed within the Seminole District. Finding out a lot about each of these teams and where they'll actually end up going. Which one of those has you most peaked in terms of, hey, their opponent is similar to them based on what we've learned in the preseason, and therefore it could reveal quite a bit about the direction the team will go? I think the two that stand out to the most to me for similar yet different reasons, uh, the Liberty-William Bird game, I think, are two teams that are on the same trajectory, right? They've been down for a couple years now. Um, and with good coaches, you know, Daryl Robertson really didn't have much time to install anything last year. As you remember, he was hired at the tail end of July, early August, and, you know, he was scrambling just to get everybody on the field. Um, but camp looks much better this year, even if the numbers are smaller. And then Brad Lutz at William Byrd has always had a hard-nosed team, but he's had trouble with numbers there out in Benton as well. And uh, quite frankly, they've, uh, they've had some close games over the last several years, whether it was with Chris Watts or with Coach Robertson. So I think they're two teams that are – Fairly similar in size and numbers, and for Liberty, you know, quite frankly, it might be one of their best opportunities to get a win in the first half of the season. You know, when you look at who else they've got on the schedule, and then Brookville and PH, you go back in the last couple of years that they've been meeting in these openers, and they've had some real dogfights. You know, uh, Brookville a couple of years ago had a one-point win in PH, which is a hard stadium to open up at. Uh, Alan Fiddler's Patriots are always tough, particularly through the air, and then they've got a, a, a big second defensive line that really provides a problem if you try to run the ball. And I think Brookville is, quite frankly, one of the more athletic and disciplined teams that I saw throughout the preseason. You know, uh, uh, John Meeks loves to keep it a little bit loose and a little bit fun in camp, and his players 
uh, were the ones who really set the tone uh, that you could see in business. There was no fooling around. These guys were uh, coaching each other up, you know, holding each other accountable for misplays, you know, missed things in camp. And uh, when you see even young players stepping up like that, that lets you know where this team's at already. So I think that's going to be an excellent, by an excellent barometer of where this Bees team is. Dave, last one for you. It is very much anticipated, but it is a drive if you were to go to it. LCA at Salem this evening. This is the barometer of barometer games for these two programs with uh, high-profile Division One recruits, including both of them having running backs that fit that description. Yeah, seriously. Uh, if you like a track meet, that's what this one could be tonight. You know, Gideon Davidson is uh, – one of the top running backs in the country in the class of 2025, Salem, as one of the top running backs in the class of 2024 who just signed to go to Tennessee. And so now the question is, who can stop who? Can anybody stop anybody in this one? Uh, Salem is, uh, you know, they're, they're one of those programs that we've mentioned. They're just a machine. You know, they don't rebuild, they reload. They've got depth. They've got numbers. And you can just count on them year in and year out to just be there and have the guys to really give you headaches. So uh, the conditioning for LCA is going to be paramount tonight. They've got the talent to come out of there with the win, but they've got to be able to hang for all four quarters because Salem's going to have the bodies. They can go deep into their bench. You know, if that heat gets to be a little bit too much tonight, you know, they, they, they will have the reserves. LCA is going to have to dig deep and find something a little extra tonight. Uh, you know, it's certainly not a, a, a gigantic blow if you lose this tonight, but certainly you come out the Salem Stadium with a win, that makes a bigger impact on, on your team uh, moving down the line. It gives you a lot of confidence. So I'm interested to see who comes out of that one for sure. We are as well, Dave, and we're interested to see what happens when you uh, put it all together for Football Friday Extra at, seven, at 11 o'clock this evening. 11 o'clock, correct? Uh, 11, we go on at 11.15, a little bit later, So, uh, but we're ready for you. Well, we're just trying to keep people tuned into a couple of commercial breaks. You know, that's kind of what we there do here go. on the Fast Lane, too. Dave, thank you for your time today. Enjoy the action, and uh, we'll chat again in another week. Enjoy the games, Ed. Talk to you soon. Indeed. Reshuffling the deck today in the Fast Lane. When we return, Trey and I make our season projections, and then Oliver Hodgkinson will give us some things to look for and how you should approach Week Zero as a college football fan. All of that's still to come in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.